Hi, I'm Giancarlo Esposito. I was Gus Fring in Breaking Bad. I am Major Tom Neville in Revolution, and I played Sydney and the Mirror in Once Upon a Time, and you're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. You're listening to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast, serving the latest news in sci-fi multimedia. And now your hosts, Scott and Miles. Your table is ready. It's long and prosperous. This is the capital. We have a little problem with our entry sequence, so we may experience some slight turbulence and then explode. I got a bad feeling about this. Walter, put the cow away, would you? What is this place? It's a freak show. Welcome to the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. This is episode 165B. I'm one of your hosts, Scott Herzog. And good evening, I'm Miles P. McLaughlin. And tonight's show is all about Fringe. Right, we got together uh, with with Neil and um, some folks that joined us at the panel, and we just uh, talked about Fringe's last season. Yeah, we geeked out about Fringe, Mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, they're so... I mean, Fringe is done. It's one of these shows that... I know there's some novelizations that are coming out. I think books one and two are out now, pre-order. Um, and but we, unless you go back and get the DVDs or stream it, this show has kind of had its chapter, has had its time. Yeah, for it, it's done. It's done. But mm-hmm. uh, what an excellent show! And this is a chat. We're just going to share the conversation that we had at Farpoint. It was a panel that we ran. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, talking about fringe endings, and, and Neil Augustine, Miles, you were there, mm-hmm. I was there, and David Moulton joined us, even though he didn't watch, and he contributed a little bit with that. David Moulton's from the Landcast, he kind of ran the sound, so God, I could prop to him. Sure. But thanks to everyone who joined us in the audience about Fringe and talked about it. Mm-hmm. And uh, we had a very good time, and um, just appreciate Farpoint so much. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I wish I could have spent the entire weekend there. No, well, next year. Next year, next year, next mm-hmm. year. I'm getting dogged right now about Balticon because, um, uh, oh, uh, a guy from Las Vegas, uh, J.P. Harvey, is coming this year. Oh, okay. So he's coming in to Balticon. He's mm-hmm. you got to be there because I'm going to be there. So I don't know. I'm running a marathon that Sunday, so maybe I'll just get out for the day Saturday or something. Maybe worth it just to go for a day. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe, maybe. But anyways, so without further ado, this is our panel from Farpoint 2013, from the 20th anniversary of Farpoint, our panel on Fringe.
let's start with some introductions, just to, so you know who we are as we are up here. And uh, Neil, why don't we start with you and just go down the line? I'm Neil Ottenstein. Uh, I saw the whole uh, series of Fringe, and uh, I called into uh, Fringe casting with Wayne and Dan uh, quite a few times over the past year. Yeah, it's been. It was one of the podcasts. I'm not sure how many Fringe podcasts were running by the end. Do you know? No. Yeah, I don't know. I know that was the one that I listened to, and I know that there are others out there. Uh, my name is Scott Herzog, and um, I'm a part of a podcast called the Sci-Fi Diner Podcast. I also called into the Wayne and Dan show, um, doing uh, what was called the Fringe Quote of the Week, where I would just take quotes that I thought were significant or I thought were interesting, and kind of delve into them and extrapolate what I thought was important, and do a little bit of other commentary in the show. And and my co-host and I talked quite extensively about Fringe. Sometimes to our audience listeners' chagrin, I think. But maybe too much. Yeah, maybe too much. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, hello, I'm Miles McLaughlin. Uh, I didn't start watching Fringe in season one. Scott got me into it when they talked about some alternate universe stuff, and I'm a sucker for any kind of alternate universe you know, in sci-fi. So that I, I tuned into that and then uh, watched it the rest of the way. Yeah. And uh, David has not watched Fringe. He's just here running audio. So, so he's here. He watched a half an episode of Fringe. He said that's his claim to fame, right, David? Yeah. Uh, I was. They just found out the one guy was the other guy's dad. So, does that? Is that? Was that? That could be a thousand and one different dads. <laughs> exactly. The main character guy. Which universe are you talking about? <laughs> no. But, but, all right. So uh, we we're here to just, just kind of reflect on. Um, and how Fringe ended, and maybe just talk about maybe a little bit of its legacy, and maybe also, I know there's some novelizations or prequel novels that they're talking about coming out, and if any of you are going to be reading them, um, and uh, and maybe going from there. So, floor is open if you want to ask questions, and uh, we can uh, go from there. And if not, we will. Uh, there's some things that we we have to talk about as well. So, so let me put it out there. How how do you think? What did you think of the way Fringe ended? I mean, I what was that? I cried. Oh, did you? Yeah, I teared up a little. I mean, because it was nice when the he got the not a rose, but whatever flower Tula. was. Yeah, the white tulip. The tulip came back in the envelope, and you know, I cried commercials too. So that's my favorite deal. But I had four years. What was it? Four, five years? This is the fifth season. It was fifth like a half season. Four and a half. Five years invested. Yeah, sad to see it go. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's just nice they wrapped it up. Yeah, that I do appreciate yeah. them wrapping it up because I hate it when you get invested and then it just doesn't come back and you're yeah. like, what the right. heck? Yeah. Right, yeah, I mean, this whole last season plus that one episode from from the fourth season, uh, Letters of Transit, were all one story with a beginning, middle, and end, which was nice. And then there was also all these references to what happened in the uh, previous season. So yeah. it was a nice wrap I feel wrap like up. they kind of rushed it to wrap it up, though. Kind of. Like it wasn't going to get re-signed, so they just tried to hurry it up to get it to the end a so yeah. people would have an end. You knew once they moved to Friday nights, going down. <laughs> yeah. We like to rip on Fox for all the good shows they cancel ones that we like, but we we have to say at least they gave Fringe a chance to wrap up. At least yeah. they finished this yeah. one. A lot, a lot of shows just don't even get that. I mean, no. they, I, I think, like, I was a huge fan of Terminator Sarah Connor Chronicles, and that show just, like, I'm even like, okay. And they left it on such a I know, I know. Like, like, oh, oh. 
Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, and they put together this really nice promo when it went to Friday night, you know, of how, how Fringe could uh, take <laughs> could take that, which, which was pretty hilarious. I it thought. was. It was. <laughs> uh, but, I, you know, you mentioned the white tulip, and there were so many white tulip moments in the last three episodes. I felt, I commented on Wayne's show, I just said, the last three episodes really felt like they were love letters to the fans. Like they were, they went back through the five seasons and moment after moment after moment, they kept dropping stuff that if you were lovers of Fringe from the get-go, you were like, that's from that episode, that's from that episode, that was great. And, and, and I, just, I just enjoyed it so much. They were kind of just saying, we, we know, here's how these things play in, or here's how we're saying they play in, or here's something just to remember. You know, everything from the snow globe with Statue of Liberty in, you know, down to the red, red, green, red, red, green, or was it green, green, red? I don't know, but red, red, whatever it is, but the flashing lights, you know, that there were just things like that just kind of um, played into all the different fringe events when Peter and Olivia are going into the hospital and they, they, they rescue broils out of it or whatever building they're in. And you know, all the fringe events from the butterflies to the things breaking out of their stomachs and, you know, you know, going all alien on them. And I mean, it's just, it's, it was just such a neat homage to the series. And, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if there is a, there's certainly obviously more stuff we would have liked to see as fans, but I think that was a good wrap up. I, so. I do feel like I, it would have been neat to see. I know it's left to your imagination and they couldn't really do it, but what happened to Walter? Like, what happened when he went through? I thought they would do a little bit of something like that, like at least meeting the Norwegian scientist or, or you know, something where he kind of was, like, comfortable being there or not comfortable because no one could speak his language anymore or something. I, I, I know it's all kind of in your imagination left and they really budgetarily couldn't do it, but that would have been kind of cool. To see him step out the other side of the wormhole or the vortex, and yeah, and, and I, I, I think that that they probably you know that would just take up too much time if they had yeah, if they if I they had done that. Right, right. And, and but I mean if you know I mean it'd be really cool if we got a movie or a TV movie at um, following this sometime, and then they could spend you know a half hour of Walter and yeah. and Michael there in in that future getting things ready would be cool. Yeah. I, I do think that they. They did what they could with the people here, you know, with the with Olivia and and Peter's line. I think that it it kind of fin it it reset, it wrapped up, but it, it just somehow it just didn't feel it didn't quite feel big enough to me. The finale. I mean, it, it, a lot of stuff happened and everything, and I I know that sounds really trite to say or petty, but it just there I, I expected a little more spectacle or something instead of just in the dark on a tarmac. And a, and a brief brief fight scene, and, and then we're done. Oh, I mean, I know a lot all those other things <laughs> yeah. kind of went on, but there was something about a final thing. That, I think of the floating observers. Yeah. <laughs> it did resolve. It just, yeah. I just expected a little more. Uh, uh, I'm not sure what. Yeah, at least we got to see uh, Olivia's Jedi powers back. You yeah, know, that was cool that she got to take, when out. take out Windmark. Oh man, did she ever yeah. crush me to those two? It's uh, not quite fast enough for you. <laughs> Uh, that was one of the things um, uh, a friend of ours, Raul, was speculating that she would get the Cortexophan powers back and it wasn't happening, wasn't happening as you went through season five and then final episode we get Olivia with Cortexophan and being able to do the powers and you, know, you think the three hour window is up so it's out of her system and then that final moment when she needs it she calls back and two cars are together and 
crushes me. Right, which in the uh, first part of the finale, Liberty, Walter, you know, they do go and say that she had had all her cortexafam burned out of her system before that time. So, which explained why we weren't seeing that all season, and so, which, which they saved up there for the finale. Yeah. And we were actually, I think we were actually speculating at the end of season four that when she got shot, and the, the bullets saved the world, right? When she got shot, that she had lost with that her powers to, you know, do any abilities. We had speculated. I don't know if we were given a definite answer then, but then, obviously, in season five, she didn't use powers at all, and, you know, and... So yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, other thoughts on the uh, on the finale or the wrap up of Fringe? Stuff you like, stuff you didn't like about it? Not on the finale, but I, I do want to say that I liked the first like two or three seasons first when they had like the ind- I felt like it was like individual episodes where they had a case, they solved the case, and you could kind of it was just weird cases, and then they started moving into like the broader whole storyline of going into the other universe, needing to save the world. And I kind of liked. I think I like the beginning of the series better than as it moved to later on. There's definitely a sense where they moved into a, sort of a mythology. Mm-hmm. I mean, after I mean, they, for a while, I mean, in the X Files. When we were, how many were X Files fans? You know, they had the Monster of the Week episode that it was known, in, and they had the Myth Arc episodes, but they were kind of few and far between. And those of us who loved the Myth Arc ate them up when they came on. But you could jump into the show and not miss a whole lot, and they'd drop a you know. A, a bone here and a bone there about you know and that kept you you if you loved that sort of thing kept you like ooh 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 and you were on the forums figuring it all out and and fringe did that the first couple seasons and um but especially season five worked as one single story arc from beginning to end like you were saying there was a beginning there was a middle there was an end and you couldn't really hop into the series or really miss an episode and and feel like you really knew what was going on because the videotapes i'm trying to find all the videotapes kept them uh kind of going from and they kept they were kind of collecting stuff for the machine and and each each week got a new item or they unraveled a new clue for it and and so I, I hear what you're saying with that. It's, it was a different style of show by the time it finished. Yeah, Which, of course, at the beginning of a series, they want to try and get the casual viewer in as much as possible. And then once they feel that they've got as many much audience as they can get, they can do those lar- lo- longer stories. Well, I think in, in the, final, the, final, the final season, they knew that, this was it. Right. They weren't going to be signed on for anymore, and they knew that, that the viewer base they had was probably the viewer base they were going to have. They probably said, well, this is the story arc we're going with. Right. So, it's loyalty yeah. reward. Yeah, prob- probably. <laughs> Go ahead. It, but I mean, it seems like Fringe was really a show that kind of really changed its focus several times, and sometimes it was like, well, okay, we could have skipped every, all the arc in that season because now they rewrote it. I mean, do you, yeah. was that intentional? Did they mean to jump around like that? Or do you think it was kind of like they went, eh, this isn't working out? I mean, it could be, you know, they were like Alias did the same thing, when we, which um, I think the first, se- first one and a half seasons were one focus, and then they had a, a couple seasons that with a completely different focus, you know, and so they might have been trying to follow that similar type of mold that they were going one storyline and then wrap that up, do another type of storyline focus, and so forth. Yeah, I mean, people were troubled. Was it the end of season? Th- was it the end of season three? They kind of reset the timeline. Was that when that happened? I think so. And then yeah. Peter was gone. And and then Peter was gone. Like, I don't yeah. understand why they did that. They, yeah. they brought him back, and they had, him and Walter were different, and then they. 
and then it kind of got back to normal, and they brought Olivia's memories back. It's like they almost went in a direction and then yeah. reversed. Yeah. I'm... Yeah. Not, not a lot of people are fans of the alternate timeline where they yank Peter out of the you know the time, and then that changes everything, and then they put Peter right back, and I think that. Mm-hmm. And then, and then the entire uh, uh, season is them trying to figure out. Okay, they, I mean, the cast is trying to figure out, or the actors are trying to figure out. Their characters are trying to figure out. You know what? What the heck happened? You know, they're trying to unravel something that we, as an audience, in a sense, yeah. already know to some degree. And and so, and, and while that's certainly interesting from an acting standpoint, it's, it didn't necessarily trans. Maybe it didn't it didn't <coughs> carry over as well to us as maybe the writers were. Uh, intentionally, I mean, as, I mean, I was still a fringe fan throughout that, but there were times where I was, you, know, you scratched your head and said, "Okay, what does this mean?" Right. Um, right. And I think Joshua Jackson quoted somewhere saying that he didn't think it was that much of a success uh, going in that direction. Right. The, the alternate universe. Thing? No, no, the the, the the removing Peter from the timeline and and uh, right. having having this new timeline. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I'm still I'm still a little bit puzzled about why all these events happened. In the first season, <laughs> like what was really behind that? Even though we went to the alternate universe to say, "Oh, this we've got this war going on," so, but why was all of that happening? What, what were they experimenting with? Really, was it supposed to be biological warfare? That was never really made clear to me. So it, it would have been nice to, to figure that out. I thought we were told somewhere that the fringe events have been happening were because Walter went over and and ripped off Peter from the alternate universe and destabilized everything by doing that. And this left the cracks that allowed the stuff to bleed through from one universe to the other. Am I, am I wrong about that? That, that? that was part of it. And then there's also the organization that Mr. Jones was behind. ZFT, right? The, 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 that was, they were also causing ZFT. a whole bunch of stuff and experimenting as well. Right. There's somebody yeah. was deliberately doing things. Right. Like right. So, 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 so there was both stuff in our universe... Right. Uh, from, and then from Mr. Jones's, and then there were, and then there was the alternate universe's incursions into ours. Uh, be, be, you know, Walter and its experiments, plus you know, who knows what Bell actually was up to. Right, right. Okay. Yeah, because he kept appearing and doing stuff that right. played into larger experiments, and so good. This may be a really dumb question, but the toolbook that that ends the whole season <laughs> was that a sign? from the father in the future? My daughter and I got in a discussion about it. The things were fine because none of that then really happened if they changed everything. So what, who was the tulip from? Yeah, I mean, it was, it had, it was from Walter. I mean, I mean, he explains that in the tape from the from the future that they just erased. Yeah. <laughs> right. Know, but, then, right. but then that look that Peter gave, I, I, think, I, I wanted I, to take it, oh, because he never fit all the rules. Right, I, I, right. and I think that look that Peter has right there after he sees the tulip is, he's, he now, he suddenly remembers exactly of what happened in the in the timeline in which they just erased and what they just went went through and where his father is. He that all came to his head in that one look when he saw the tulip. That's what I interpreted that. As. But then what my daughter said that never happened. I mean, how would he mail it to him? Yeah. Right, yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. But you the said, guy who mailed it in September because they were in the warehouse and Walter was like, "Where's the tulip?" And that guy, September, like the new September after he stopped being, you know, I Donald. 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 Yeah, yeah, Donald. Well, yeah, Don, yeah. And he's like, 
Well, I was like, where's the tulip? He's like, oh, I sent it somewhere where it'll be safe or where it's going to be needed later. He oh. made a comment like that. Oh, I thought so he, he didn't know where it, it was. but And sent oh, it yes. to to Peter, and Walter did not. Yeah. So See, I, I interpreted that as being from Walter. Yeah. I mean, it is from Walter, but I think Donald September yeah. sent it. I think, no, he, said, I think he did it before he ambered everybody. I think he took care of it way yeah. back then, and so that would have even been before they... Before before the invasion, I think. Yeah. Okay. And this would have reset to the invasion. Well, it would have had to be before the invasion. Right. Right. invasion before it would not be reset. Yeah. yeah. Okay. yeah. That's what I guess. Yeah. Can you tell me now what all the little symbols mean now that we... With the glyphs? Yeah. They're all letters. Yeah, there are, there are letters. There is uh, on... You know, if you do a search under fringe glyphs, you can see the whole, whole alphabet there. Okay. And so... You know, I, I had that printed out every episode, and, I, and, and so as it, as it occurred, I wrote down each letter, and so and, and, and this season it they they were mostly a little descriptor about the episode, like the final uh, episode, Enemy of Fate. They spelled out close, C L O S E. Okay. So okay. close, that was the end of it. The at Liberty in that episode, they spelled out love. In that episode, and, but I think in the previous season, season four, the glyphs were a hint to the next episode. Right. So, like right before we saw Mr. Jones, the glyphs sped out Jones. Before uh, the earthquake episodes, they sped out Quake. Hmm. So. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So they did different things with them. It was kind of these little bones that would kind of throw the audience if people really cared. If you could, like the first season, remember when the glyphs came, people were like. What do these glyphs mean? And then someone toward the end of the season, I think, cracked the code that yeah. this is what was going on. Um, and uh, Or they gave us some sort of primer in which to crack the code with. And then once that happened, you know, then they began to use the glyphs di- differently. And they even this season, when they were like in the pocket universe, you saw the glyphs on the doors uh, kind of playing homage to the glyphs and I didn't actually see if the door spelled anything. I don't know if anyone did that, but but they uh, but they you know they they've used these and they, they obviously some of them also were fringe events. And five thirteen, that was the that was the address of the the other August or whatever his name was. Uh, that was his apartment number. Is that of December? Yeah, I don't know if that's significant. Yeah, I, I, I can't remember. Yeah. They focused on it. Yeah, and they like, did. And I often wondered. Show anything in it wasn't near as bad as with, you know, <laughs> in, in the X-Files, they always, always used to be like 1013, right? They would focus on the number because it's like this Chris Carter's number. And there were a few other numbers they would kind of focus in on. And, okay. and while, I, while I caught it, I didn't necessarily find out whether they I don't think anyone ever really speculated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe there's an inside joke with the directors that, that we were not privy to. That'll be in the uh, spoken track when they release <laughs> season five. Yeah, on DVD. Which is out when, by the way, you know? That's soon. Yeah, soon. The DVD for it. But, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, Other uh, thoughts on the, uh, on the Fringe finale or the way Fringe wrapped up? I'm just glad we got Gene the cow back for at least a little bit. I was like, yeah. Well, and not only that, but in, in that same scene, that's where Walter gets Astrid's name right for the five, and, and he's lucid. Like he got, I think one other time in the series, he gets it right, but he's on, he's high or something, which is all the time with Walter. But you know, was, you know, this time, you know, he's and he says Astrid is such a beautiful name, and I thought. 
this is kind of Astrid's moment. Like Peter has Olivia, and you know Lincoln Lee has the other Olivia, and you have. But but Astrid, all, all she really had was this crazy old college of a guy she had to kind of watch after and take care of and at this one moment there's a sense of that you really sense kind of the care and love and it's this last moment that Walter has before he is is whooshed away into the uh, future I, for, I, I took it also to mean that he always knew her name mm-hmm. he was just yanking her chain yeah. <laughs> and that's the other way you could interpret that yeah. like, I do yeah. know your name yeah. kind of how I, I just, I'm just having fun with you yeah it really makes you wonder, and I don't—I've never heard anyone speaking this—but it, it really makes you wonder if, at the first, the first time Astro was on, and he did that, if it was an accident, and they just decided to keep it in, and it, beca- it became a series joke, um, or if it was intentional from the writer's point of view, as may also be the truth. So, uh, but it, I mean, it was—it was good to see uh, Seth Gable as Lincoln yes. Lee there. Uh, in the in the other universe, which was fun, and he he wrote online uh, a bit about that and about a scene that was cut, and he said he, he said uh, there there was an interview with him. And he says uh, I was very happy that on some level you got to see Lincoln was happy in the other universe with a family married to Olivia who he was in love with, but also in that episode you you see a glimmer of doubt, and wondering whether or not he had stayed in our universe. If he could have possibly made a difference between Peter and Olivia maybe have helped in some way, and maybe have stopped all this terrible stuff from happening in the first place. And then he says, uh, he confirms that he and Anator filmed a little scene with their fictional son that ended up being cut from the finale. We shot a scene where you kind of see us, we were out shopping for the day, and we stopped to get some coffee. And we're just hanging out together as a family, and our son starts drinking some coffee, and then Olivia gets the call that something bigger was going down, and that's when we get pulled into the story that leads to the arc of the finale. Mm. And the uh, the actor who played their son kind of looks like both of us, which was interesting to see. Oh, that's cool. Did they ever explain why the observers only invaded that one alternate reality or the, the real reality? Because I, I was kind of wondering. I kind of or our reality or whatever you well, want to call it. Why didn't they invade the alternate? Did I think I think it's because off? the alternate universe was so damaged because of, because of all the uh, the events that they you know they didn't want to be in that any universe basically. So ours was the better universe for them to uh, take over. It doesn't. They're trashing it anyway. I don't know why it's. it's I mean, they're making it more suitable for themselves. Right, right. They're, they're making it so suitable, but, but, but there's all these right, right. There's all these amber events that yeah. were there and so oh, forth. Those, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, 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 so they probably just didn't suit their purposes. Right. Yeah. Or maybe that was their first one, and then they were going to move on to the other one. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> it would be interesting to see too if if the future that um, Michael changed because he went there, if if. You know, they showed Manhattan or whatever, and it was this dingy gray whatever. It'd be interesting to see if it was a beautiful green city and with sunshine and if, again jumping if into the actually, future. They didn't need to trash the earth in order to. Yeah. I thought that was why they started coming back in the first place, wasn't it? Because they ruined it so bad, they needed right. to start back farther. But yeah, that, that was the explanation. They needed to ruin it back further, so it'd be ruined. Well, I mean, yeah, I would, they were escaping from the future in order to. Inhabit the you know okay. uh, this time. That's what I thought. Yeah, basically okay. it seemed. But yeah. Yeah. but then but of course you know given Michael there they now have mm-hmm. changed their evolution so they are kinder gentler observers. So that would be neat yeah. to see as a glimpse of what happened to Walter and them. Is the Earth nice now? Because mm-hmm. they decided because they kept their feelings so they were able to to, to make those choices different. Right. Yeah. Hey, we can get the time travel theory here. 
<laughs> you know, I mean, he jumps back, and they kind of the idea is that somehow this line, because it's parallel universes, it's kind of this line somehow linear, right? Well, if they go back and and begin corrupting our world earlier, does that mean that their future is even worse now that they've done that because they're trying to escape a bad future and they're starting right. earlier now? Does that mean uh, it's kind of an interesting? Yeah, the, the whole invasion idea was bad in the first place. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I want to go back. You said Seth Gable said he was stopping for coffee. I thought the alternate universe did not have coffee. Isn't that because the old Astra never can get coffee, right? Yeah, that's what he, he yeah, says. It's, it's, but it's, it could be that, so, they, 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 that they must have started to get coffee after, uh, you know. I mean, it's probably cut the scene. <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe there's a reason they cut the scene. They said, "Oh, wait, they didn't have coffee. We can't do this scene." Oops. They, yeah, before they closed the bridge, they brought over enough coffee. Right, right. I, I did get the impression, though, for, and I can't tell you why, but I got the impression when when she made the shift and she was there, and all of a sudden the building was not ragged anymore; it was intact. In I thought I saw plants and something about the atmosphere. I don't. Something about it that made me think. Oh, since they closed it off and, and fixed it, they started fixing what was wrong with their planet. Right. Because there, there's no more disturbances or what. So they're starting to fix it, so they're better off now. So maybe they now have right. all these things that they didn't have before. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know why I got that impression, but I just did. I, 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 think, I think that was probably the case. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go ahead. Going purely on memory, I could be wrong here, but in, in, wasn't there a scene in the background when they. Crossover about uh, Chelsea Clinton's uh, political success. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I remember that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, whoa, Chelsea. <laughs> <laughs> you know those 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 sorts of scenes when they do that are always kind of fun. Um, yes. And they did so much that when he went to the alt universe, he always played with either a change in events. Um, I remember some Bruce Springsteen reference in one episode. Yeah, what, didn't they? And, it, and, and then didn't they, weren't they showing uh, a lost episode? But it was a deleted scene they were actually airing on it. I think uh, that they had kind of thrown into the show, and and so they kind of they did the thing kind of all the time. And it reminded very much, you know, when you went to like. You know, Back to the Future, what, three when they go into the, or two when they go into the future, and you see like Max Spielberg directing Jaws 18 or whatever it is. You know, this, this idea of playing with it and, they, and stuff that you kind of, in the Chelsea, the Chelsea Clinton thing is a classic example of that. Yeah, yeah I mean, and they did, uh, you know, they, they, they contracted out, you know, uh, DC Comics, a, a group group there. I think a uh, guy who, who I knew, Hank Cannots, uh, Uh, worked for DC and he was part of the special projects there where they made these alternate comics for the alternate universe so so they had 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 a group of people thinking thinking over what it is that they wanted to put in there which we saw on the wall there so so they took some time and effort in doing that uh, during during that season I'm just sad we didn't get to see the cab driver back because he was he was you know he's in what two two episodes three episodes max Oh, the one that helped Olivia. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he was, he was. There was something about him that was very. Uh, it was just fun to watch, and you kind of liked him. You're like, oh well, when is he going to be back again? It was a nice supporting role. Yeah, it was a very good supporting role. So, I don't know. Uh, any thoughts you have, Miles? I'm just thinking throughout the, throughout the whole fourth season, there are things I did like. Uh, I, I liked it for all of it for the most part, but I, I thought we got some great Walter moments. Um, 
The uh, the LSD trip was cool. Uh, yeah. Monty what, Python, yeah. right? Yeah, Monty yeah, Python. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like the black that, umbrella. That, oh, oh, like that, the, yes, like the Terry Gilliam really animation there. Mm-hmm. That, that was fun. Yeah, which he apparently had no role in. Right, no, no, no but, but, it, just, but it was a tri- definite tribute to his style. I think anyone that saw that definitely said that that was a tribute. You yeah. can still find that on YouTube if you look at Walter Bishop's trip or something. Oh, uh, really? <laughs> yeah. Black Umbrella. being And it ended up being the key phrase in the getting Michael back. Right. So in the final episode, then, when, uh, with the lily being mailed in... Chula. I'm sorry, the what? The White tulip. Yeah, Whatever. <laughs> flower, right. We're good then flower. The thing in the envelope. What did you make of the return address since that person didn't exist? Or did they? Or what did you think of that with the return address? Was the person there? Was the person not? Did they remember them? Did they not? Did Walter Bishop exist? Because yeah. it said W. Bishop. Right, right. No, but, I just no, wondered, no, no, no. Walter, Walter disappeared on that day. He said, I mean, he, I mean his, I, I his, ex, his explanation was that he, he, that he and Michael would disappear from the new timeline on that day, basically, and then jump to where they went in 2068 or, or, or um, to, to go to the Norwegians. So he definitely would, would have been around to mail that um, if he was told to mail that. By you know whatever by September, so. But that's not the day he got that letter. The day he got that letter is the day that they were out in the park. Right, and that that's the day of the invasion. That's the day of the invasion. Okay. So so that's the day of the invasion. He got the letter. So before that, so which is the day that Walter would have disappeared. So before that, Walter would have had the chance to mail it. Okay. Yes. Yeah. So basically, he mails it, but they don't realize he's disappeared yet, kind of a thing, or I don't know. He mails it knowing that he's going to be disappearing and going to the future, you know, resolving the paradox. Um, by so basically, Peter's receiving a white tulip that he has no understanding of what a white tulip is. He, 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 until he, until he well, gets he the tulip. Yeah, I mean, we, we think that, that as soon as he got the white tulip, Peter... It, Something clicked in his brain, and then he realized what was going on. You see his face change. There. That's true, because Peter can span universes. So it's possible that his whatever keeps him from. Did he? Is that is that where he breaks the fourth wall? Do you remember them talking about where he looks direct? He he looks directly at the camera at one point. Yeah, I mean, he, he, and I think it's at that point where he kind of like looks, like acknowledges. Kind of a thing. Acknowledges this is totally messed up, people. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, and the so is thinking. I think that the, I have no clue what universe I'm in anymore. <laughs> Just saying, hey, I'm in your universe now. Yeah. I thought we were done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Come back for the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Has there been any signs of a movie? No, I mean, I think all I think all that we have is uh, I think there are four. <laughs> whoa, there are there are there are four prequels, uh, pre- prequel novels that are coming out, and uh, I saw the cover for novel two, and uh, but I, Wayne had posted it, I think I saw, it, but I but I know very little about it. except that's going to get the prequels, and uh, they're written for me. I think they're they're, they're books, 
And I, but I, I honestly, um, for me, the the series. Whenever you go into the novel form, while it's great, and you know, if, if we some people really love that and the expanded universe of it. For me, it's always the the movie. It's always the TV series that kind of holds itself together, and that's kind of what what I'll remember. Even though it'll be a great trip down memory lane if I do ever get a chance to to, to read those. But it's it's interesting you say that because usually I, I do. There are a couple fanfic genres that I follow. But usually those are the ones where I didn't feel satisfied with what I saw on the screen. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like with that with Fringe. Yeah. I, I feel like, I, I agree with you, it's kind of, it's, it's its own thing and it doesn't really need to be expanded. I was dialoguing with someone, I don't know who it was anymore, who was saying, you know, I really wish at the end we would have saw, you know, what happened to Peter, Olivia, and, you know, Etta, and, you know, where they ended up a few years later. You know, and I think there's always those endings that you wish you knew a little bit more of the characters or someone else. I know someone mentioned this. You mentioned this, that, you know, what would it be like to, you know, for Walter to step out and explain that that they can be both intelligent and emotional without losing (laughs) the loving and uh, the emotional side of humanity. And uh, I know there's been people that said they would have loved to see that. But I think ultimately it comes down to it, it. they did a pretty darn good job of, of wrapping everything up. Uh, one of the questions I did have, and maybe you guys can dialogue, we can dialogue about it a little bit, is so they prevent the invasion. Does that mean that since the original 12 observers were kind of scouts for that invasion, that those original 12 observers never showed up in our timeline? And if so, how does that impact the fringe events? Wait, except they didn't. That really, at least as far as the observer, those observers knew... That wasn't their purpose, and cause, I mean, they were just cause, cause Sept- right. September and De- December mentioned uh, in, in that episode that you know that 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 as far as they knew when they, when they were doing this, you know that that wasn't why they were there. Right. But they shouldn't exist anymore. Which also means how did Peter get there? No, but the thing is, the, the, I I no, it's the, the <laughs> <laughs> oh wait a minute, falling apart. You're you're, I mean, the, you're, you're thinking way too deeply about this. I still think. Yeah, I mean, I think that that the observers still had to have existed in some fashion. That you know, Walter went there into the future with Michael. And he had the knowledge of all that happened with him, and so he made at least left instructions that they need this team of twelve observers to co- go back and do something similar to what they did, or else everything's going to break apart. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I think you almost have to have those twelve observers in the background, don't you think? I mean, because there's so many fringe events that was surrounded them, and that obviously Peter being saved when they came through, when he brings them through. That was, you know, because of September and. Um, well, well, I mean, in in the orig- in the timeline which they went to, he didn't save Peter. Right. So, but but of course, of course, it was because of September observing Walternate that Walternate didn't see the cure for Peter. So that's that event still had to had to take place. That 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 he didn't see that he didn't see the cure for for Peter and so Walter had to go to the other other dimension to try to get the cure and and try and save you know rather bring the cure to try and save uh, so really the whole show was about September in some way a lot of it yeah in some way the whole I mean, show it, was about it's about September and him. him getting his humanity and learning to love Michael which then sends Michael into the future to then save humanity. So it's really yeah. September who saves humanity. Uh, yep. And and September September. Yep. 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 Absolutely. 
you could make a case that because they, because Michael went forward, and so they changed how they were doing the research, that they sent them back in order to make all those things, keep the, keep the timeline as it was up to the invasion point, but they could also make a case that they were the first kind of version one point whatever of the changes that they were making and in keeping the limbic system going in their brains. And so they, because the 12 of them, he said, we developed affection yeah. for yep. these people. Right. So it's possible you could make a case that they were in fact sort of the first version of the new adaptations instead of, and so then, but it went beyond and it didn't finish until Michael, do you know what I'm saying? I'm sorry, yes. I yeah, myself, no, no. But yeah. no, but I hear what you're saying, yeah. 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 Go ahead. I thought I understood, now I'm getting more confused. <laughs> <laughs> the Peter that we saw at the very end, was that the boy that would have died and they got the cure and so he didn't die? Or was that the Peter from the other universe that caused the whole problem in the first place? I think, I think I don't think that they ever brought back the the, the kid that the, 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 one of them always died. Right. So and then I think but they rewrote the timeline without. I mean, we went in the fourth season this new timeline without Peter, but somehow Peter was brought back. Technically, right. Peter like, yes. came out yeah. of the Peter was never born in either of these current versions. Oh of my the gosh, he's or he, he, he was never saved. Yes, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> so, which Peter did we end up with? Or it's a brand the, new Peter? Starbuck. It's, yeah. still, it's still the one from like the Peter. alternate universe. <laughs> the wal- yeah. Okay, yeah. 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 That's what but I it was outside of time while right. it got rewritten. Because Walter so did mention that. We'll never that say I, this that I <laughs> 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 it's the memory of the Peter from the other universe. Right. Right? Okay. Yeah. I missed that. It's the memory of the Peter from the other universe. The original Peter died. The one he stole from the other one, but it's the memory of the one that they stole. Right. The one that he stole that we were with the whole time yeah. that disappeared and then showed up and through the lake. Right. Yeah. And then we followed him through everything. Yeah. And then he's the one with the tulip at the end. So what is Olivia's job now? A mommy? No. <laughs> no. Is she is there a fringe division still? We I, I heard us I heard someone I don't know if they're dialoguing on Wayne's podcast, but you almost still there were still there were enough fringe events that happened apart from the observers yes. that you would have to say that they're there was probably a fringe division. After all, they were part of the X division, which was part of the X Files, right? right. So we, the X Files existed, and so this is a continuation of that. These fringe events were still happening, yeah. and uh, and there would have been maybe some different ones, or maybe some that, if you took out the observers, there, there would be some that were missing. But okay. but we had David, we had David Jones, as we said earlier, that was giving that were giving fringe events, and we had Bell that was still on the scene, and Bell was you know doing his own experimentation. And could you have Dana Olivia showdown? That would be cool. That would be awesome. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just don't remember from the show. But did they ever explain the the bowling alley guy? Sam Weiss. Yeah, oh, I love I, Sam I Weiss. Yeah. We saw we we saw we saw, we saw, we saw a, yeah, I don't think they did. We, we saw a hint of him in um, in the future when they go to the RV and Sam Sam Weiss's body is at the driver's seat and he's burned and oh, dead. God. That's Sam Weiss. That, 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 those were his he's final remains. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So right. those were his final remains. You know, he's trying to protect, helping protect Michael. It was the episode we find Michael, right? Uh, and so we have that happening, but 
Uh, and so other than that, we, we get some really nice closure when they find the crypt of Sam Weiss, the third, fourth, or fifth. There are like five or six Sam Weiss throughout it, Weiss throughout it. But I thought that he was always one of the most fascinating characters early on. When you met him, he was so cryptic and mysterious. And J.J. just kept on feeding you a little bit, and you just kind of kept eating it up. And um, I was very sad when we didn't see him you know, in, in the future, obviously. I was kind of hoping, because they kept bringing other people back, and he was one of them that they didn't bring. Yeah, I can't remember what, whether they explained exactly what... I, I, I think they probably did explain what his purpose was or, or what group he was with uh, dur- during that uh, third or fourth season, that there was some explanation there, but I can't remember what it was. They were. They, I, thought, I thought it was to preserve some... Wasn't it to preserve the... The drawing that showed how the machine worked. Right. Yeah. Isn't that part of it? Yeah. So, so, so he was part of that little. He, he's part of like a like almost a Knights Templar, you know, type thing going on. Yeah. Which I mean, speaking about the machine, there was a, a comic which was I think written or partially written by Joshua Jackson, which has him and uh, and Walter in in some future with the machine, and then has has. has has uh, Peter going into the past, putting, trying to, you know, putting the pieces of the machine, seeding it there in order to have it, have it into, you know, into the past. So, so there was some explanation of, of what was going on there in some in a comic that uh, DC put out. Well, I thought they did kind of hint at that in one episode right, when they yeah. built the machine that they got to send it back so they could reassemble it type of thing. Right. So kind of there was there was that hint that was going on. But it is explained there. Yeah, very, very true. Very so true. did they ever really get into, or did you guys already talk about the why the timelines just kept changing and just, you know, you go through one and then we're going to send it back and then we're going to jump into the future and then we're going to kick over here and then we're just going to, and then we just, okay, we'll just stick with this one. <laughs> yeah, there was, uh, there's no doubt that uh, the way Fringe dealt with its timelines uh there was a sense where intellectually it always was challenging and there was something that there was something in the audience that when I heard people talking about they were trying they loved the idea of trying to figure this out but then on the flip side for people that were just maybe casually viewing and said well this maybe was not this maybe did not come off quite the way they were open and I think they lost viewers because it was just it was too confusing so in one timeline Suddenly, there's this parallel universe that we have to keep track of. So that's one thing they have going from. That's not a necessarily a different timeline. It's just an alternate universe, right? And then we wink Peter out and reset the timeline. Well, that so that kind of erases the entire season, uh, but not really because Peter still remembers that entire season, and we have to somehow keep track of it. And so there's a sense where, if you're a casual viewer jumping into the show and and not and not watch and not watching the entire thing. This became pretty. This became pretty convoluted. And um, you know the fact that you the fact that he had great character development and we fell in love with Walter and Peter and Olivia. Um, you know it, it's it, it wasn't enough it, for some people that that wasn't enough because there was too much other confusion that kind of hindered that. Um, well, it just I mean it's not even. It just seems like. I guess it's like you want it to keep going with the same characters, but it almost feels like it's not the same. 
It's how about they took those characters it, away? It, it feels like it's it was sloppy writing. Like somebody just kind of gave up at some point. Went well, let's just kind of kick it over to this one and just kind of forget that we ever did this one. Instead of trying to make them all work together for the person who actually followed it from the beginning to the end. And I I feel like it was almost for me it was the season where you were willing to follow it. Okay, he got lost, but then he's going to make the people remember. And it was I think. When he went into the future, and then they were trying to build the machine to send him back, and is that the one where Olivia gets shot and she dies, or something like that? Right, something like that. And but it, like they jumped alternate. twenty years into the future or something. But it was this timeline. Oh and not yeah, the they just did timeline, like a like right? a foreshadowing episode or something. Yeah. Like that. Right, yeah. but then suddenly that one was like that one never happened. That whole timeline never happens or something. But. No. Oh yeah, yes. It's r- r- right, that that one episode in the fourth season where. But but that. Or, 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 rather, rather at the end of the third season where Peter Peter does see this 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 strange apocalyptic future. Yeah, things are burning but it in goes the street. On for like a while though, doesn't it? A couple of episodes. There was there was. He's trapped there for a you while. You see it at the end of one season. You see it at the end. It jumps twenty years in the future. He's trapped there for a while because. They now they're married. They have a daughter or something like that who also works at French Division, but she's not the same actress who plays in no, the season, yeah, the yeah, final series. Yeah. And then he keeps trying to come back to this one, and um, that goes on for like several. There were several episodes. Yeah, I can't remember. How See, yeah. you know, everybody yeah. kind of forgets yeah. it, and then they kind of, so and then she away. gets shot in the head and everything, and it's you're gonna die and all this stuff, and then they reset it, and then she oh, goes through this whole die. other episode, and then. No, no, and then they have the funeral on the beach, and they send her out on a Viking pyre or whatever. That's right. Then they right. reset this whole thing up where she dies again, and it's like, why did we even have this whole alternate <laughs> season that I had to sit through? See, now you guys are all like, oh yeah, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, it, it, sloppy right. It, 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 there's, there's probably a sense where after after the first season they get they get signed and after we kind of get into the Texafan and the alt universe being able to go between the two somehow uh, it seemed like there was a sense where they weren't sure exactly where they wanted to take the show and I think that's and I was just because it sounds like you guys have more insider information so I was wondering if you can explain no. that season to me no, it's actually, or if I just made it up but now everybody's like oh yeah uh, no you didn't I, I think it's there it's there so that when you it's there so that when you buy the DVDs you can see Something new there when you're watching watching the next see, the next time and appreciate that'll be on the audio commentary track of the DVD you're supposed to buy. Got it. Well, really Got like, weren't they always like worried like after the first two two or so seasons that whether you get picked up for another season? Mm-hmm. So they sort of like wrote themselves into these corners where they have to have some ultimate ending at the end of the season. But then they go to the next season, we have another season to, to shoot. So let's start a whole new storyline. That, you know, it, you, you, it's true because, as I recall, Fringe was never one of these shows that you said, oh, guaranteed we're renewing it next season. Yeah. Maybe the first year it was, but after that, it was always, always kind of always kind of on the fence. It was going to get canceled or not. That makes sense because that ending really wasn't yeah. very satisfactory. But then when they did the other one where she had, something. you have to die, and that whole opera house thing, and and then she did die, but then they pulled the bullet out, and all that stuff. That was way better than this whole Viking funeral. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it would have been terrible if they ended it after that, that's for sure. But I think you're right. There was just a sense where they wrote themselves in the corners and then they said, okay, how are we going to solve this? Well, they solved it, but sometimes the way they solved it wasn't very satisfactory to the fans or didn't quite didn't quite carry over as as well as maybe we would have, we would have hoped. They they did do a fairly good job of, of explaining... I, I remember hearing dialogue the very first time we ever see Amber on the bus in the very first season... Um, you know, they did a good job of bringing back Amber in in a way that was not only valid for the alt universe, but then you know, preserving their bodies until like twenty thirty six, right? There, and you, know, you have to wonder when they first brought Amber in season one, were they thinking about this? Absolutely not. I, I bet without, without a doubt. But somehow they did manage. There were some cases where they managed to tie that stuff in real well, and the next time where it just kind of was like it's like okay, well, whatever. I have to you say know. when they went on their little killing viral spree in the, uh, towards the end, and they're like, oh, remember that stuff we had? Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. They should have brought that stuff out more often against yes. the others. Yes. Yes, they should have. That was nasty. Did, yeah. Were they also supposed to be? Wasn't it the people of the book or whatever that was? The, that old old tome that the little bookstore guy had? The ZF, had is that ZFT? The people is that or whatever that first was. People. Are they the first supposed people. to be, are the observers supposed to be those oh, people? Yeah. No. no. The first, first people were Peter and Olivia, Just right? like ancient ancients or something? Right. No. Yeah. No, I didn't. I mean, was connected with Sam Weiss, but I, oh. I can't, can't remember. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I don't, think, I, I, don't recall, I don't think it's the observers that were the first people, though. I think the first people were, um, were supposed to be Peter and Olivia and Walter, right? Am I wrong about that? I can't. I, I have to go back and review the episode. Who would, be, who would be the people then who are training the soldiers then? That would be, would that be Walter and... You mean the people causing the fringe events? No, the Cortex event. You know, they were saying oh, the soldiers what? Yeah. for the they next event. They were just doing that for giggles. Yeah, really. yeah that, was, that was Davy Jones, that part of his stuff. I don't know. Yeah, you had a question. Sorry. No, I, th- I thought you had your hand up. Okay, I'm sorry. Okay. It's okay. still an awesome show. It, it was. It was absolutely... Uh, Great show, and we actually are, we're, we definitely are going to miss it. Yeah, that's true. Any uh, ending thoughts? We have to get the five minute signal. We have to wrap this up. But any ending thoughts before? You... Just, I mean, great series, and uh, you know, when when it comes out with the uh, complete box set, I'll probably uh, get that and, and work your way through <laughs> it again. Again, yeah. <laughs> Watching it back from the start, we'll probably go, oh, <laughs> you know, yeah, the whole thing. Oh, yeah. you'll see stuff in first, second, third, right, season, right. So on, you'll go, oh, that was sitting somewhere. Because I, I, or they at least reviewed it and worked it in. You know? Right, right. Yeah, I think there are lots of things that, that seeing it a second or third time, it'd be, it, it, it will stand up. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, any uh, final thoughts for you, Miles? Uh, gave us some great characters, but I think um, the, the greatest character they gave us was Walter Bishop. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, without a doubt. Just um, a mad... Uh, Drug experimenting, damaged scientist, uh, but with a heart. But but he was fantastic. He was great. Yeah, with a heart. Tragic that yeah. he was overlooked for a nomination. It's yes, absolutely. Some, some fine acting on John yeah, Noble's part. Yeah. And, and also for Anna Torb, I thought she. Yeah, and she grew. I remember the first so season I watched her. And I said, I'm not sure about her as a leading lady, but by the day, by the end, it, she had she sold me on Olivia. Right, well, I mean, they, they have one last chance of an Emmy. So. <laughs> one last chance of an Emmy, maybe, maybe. I doubt it, but yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much for coming out to this uh, Fringe. This is a final thoughts on Fringe, and uh, who knows, maybe we'll be able to discuss it again sometime if there's more news. But at this point, that's probably what we have, and watch it again in DVD, I guess, or <laughs> streaming. So, okay. thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you. 
It's a window, window,
Works.